dear friend. Let's discover more of who we are together. Love, Haley and Amanda. Hi, dear friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the, the Dear, dear friend, friend Podcast with Haley and Amanda. I'm Haley. I'm Amanda. And we're Haley. I was like, you always used to make fun of how we were so like aggressive in our Yeah, intro. and then I got really aggressive. Hi, dear friends. Oh, I'm Haley. Haley. I'm a People who are listening are like, hi. Yeah, I'm done listening. Like <laughs> I'm just waking up. I know. Because our theme song is like... Da, 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 da. I think our theme song... Well, first of all, if you didn't know, the theme song music is from our band, Sister. Oh, yeah, there's a poster behind Haley um, if you're watching on YouTube. But anyways, the, the, the song is of a new song that we haven't released yet called um, How, How I, I Imagined. Imagined. And we thought the music was so pretty and calming that we put it in um, as our theme song for the podcast. But I think it also feels very like Harvest Moony. It does. Like Neil Young. Totally. I think it's got a Harvest Moon vibe. But I it's agree. just really sweet that it's like and positive good friend. vibes. And then we're like, oh, well, we, we don't try not to be. <laughs> but I this morning I I am being that way. Anyways. We just got back from Oregon. Oh, Bend, Oregon. Central Oregon. If you haven't been, what are you even doing with your life? No, really, it's beautiful. We floated the river, the Deschutes River, about a hundred times, which was really fun. Relaxing. Did you, that was your first time. Well, we used to live there, but there's a few things she hadn't done that I made her do on this trip. What did you think about floating the river? I think that it was the perfect combination of relaxing and being in nature and also like still doing something. Yeah, but, I, but very relaxing. Very relaxing. It's like, and it also gave, like, if you go by yourself, I could see how it would be like a very meditative thing to do and like you could either just relax and think about nothing or you could let your mind wander and dream and think about deep stuff um but then like going with a friend was really fun too because we had great conversation we also could be silent as long as we wanted and the view was just little mountains popping up all over the place mm. it was really special um also on the trip so we planned to go to Central Oregon. Like I said, we used to live there. We ha she hadn't been in a long time. So we went as a girls' trip. We get there. Or no, I'm sorry. We booked the trip. And one of our new favorite artists that we've mentioned on the podcast, Madison Cunningham, oh. she released her tour dates. And her very first date on the tour was in Sisters, Oregon, which is 20 minutes north of Bend, where we right were. where we were. It's a tiny little mountain town in the Sisters Mountains. <laughs> and um, so we were like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be in freaking Sisters while we're there. Like, the day after we get there is the show. So we bought the tickets. We went, and we had no idea what to expect. It said it was like a folk festival. Everyone there was at least three decades older than us. I mean, majority. Yeah. And we sat next to some really cool people who were younger. And yeah. I mean, not that old people are not cool. Yeah, no. It was just like not really what we were expecting. Because when I say old, I mean like there was a couple on the other side of us who were 
pulled out lawn chairs that, that were, were rockers. rockers. <laughs> like they rocked like a rocking chair. Like we're it was like just, you rock. Yeah, it was it was very small and intimate. And she played by herself acoustic and also her electric guitar. It was so special. So special and if you intimate. If you don't know Madison Cunningham, please look her up. One of the songs that oh she my played. God. We have been listening I on repeat. I still have been. Me too. I went on a walk yesterday and played it on repeat. I learned it on guitar yesterday. Did you really? <laughs> it's um, it's from an older album. We had been really hot on her newest album. Yes. How Who we found her. Yes. What's it called? Who are you now? Who are you now? But this older album, there's a song called Beauty Into Clichés. And she played it at the show. And, you know, because of the way the sh- it was like you could hear every word that she sang. This song, the words. The lyrics, the, the melody. Oh, my gosh. It's so beautiful. And it, it gave us goosebumps. We both teared up at the show. And it was our first time hearing the song. We then it proceeded to play it on repeat every time we were trip, driving. The whole trip. Yeah, and so you've got to look it up. The uh-huh. words are so powerful and inspiring and beautiful. And, you know, we s- actually, you said something that was pretty serious. What? You said, I think, because we've always said we think that Taylor Goldsmith is the best lyricist. Yeah, from Dawes. Our favorite band, Dawes. But I said, I think she is even better, especially because she's, she's a, a girl. girl. <laughs> well, because her, like, I just love, I love the lyrics. I love the lyrics. Like that, that beauty in the cliches, it starts out and it says, how I feel for the sky, overused in poetry and rhymes. It's, it comes after the, the phrase, we stayed up all night. Um, yeah, and it just, the and whole sh- and song. It says, like, shouldn't it concern me that we... Um, shrink beauty to, to fit, fit in, in our, our minds. minds. We don't have to listen to the whole song to know what's in the third line. Like, it's oh my gosh. And that that's just the beginning. That's the know. first words. It's so beautiful. Um, and it's about how we turn beauty into cliches all the time. Yeah. Anyways, Ugh. go listen to her. It was a really fun part of the trip. We'll post that song this week on our Instagram. Also, can I tell them about what happened to me at the airport on the trip? Yes, because that's really funny. And scary. Yeah. So, I didn't have my ID. <laughs> of course. This is so... That's Surprise. so... That's such an Amanda thing, is it not? You're so Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> and Seinfeld, I sent her an episode of Kramer and never has his wallet. Anyways, that's me. I can never find my wallet. Anyways, I didn't have an ID. They... Had to ask me all these crazy questions. They let me through security, but they, like, red flagged me. So they, they're going to go through all my stuff by hand, like my carry-on. And you were pretty <laughs> nervous because you really, obviously, really wanted to go on the trip. And I really wanted to go with you. But I didn't know if they were going to let me yeah, through. Yeah, and you were nervous. Yeah, I was nervous that they weren't going to let me through without my ID. But they had a protocol for it. But still, mm-hmm. I was nervous. And um, so anyways... The guy, he he takes my luggage in front of him, and it's and I'm in front of the luggage, and he's like, "I'm gonna go through your luggage now," and he said, "Is there anything fragile, sharp, weapons, explosives?" And I was like, "No, absolutely not." And he was like, "Okay," 
And he opens the very first, you know, like the small pockets on your luggage. He opens the very first one. Oh, let me mention, I took my husband Maris's luggage because um, he has a really nice carry-on. Anyways, opens the first pouch and pulls out my husband's huge pocket knife. Like, like knife. No, like huge. huge. And I just like well up with tears because <laughs> I'm like, great, I'm a terrorist now. <laughs> and I was like... That's not mine. <laughs> and they're like, oh, really? And this guy was like, really? This isn't a weapon? And I was like, oh, my God. It's not mine. And I'm just thinking, they're not going to let me through. For sure now. So, anyways, he goes into this other room. He comes back out. Thank God you cried. Do you think that's what it was? I think it no. helped. I, well, but anyways, he was really, really sweet. And he was like, I'm throwing this away. And I was like, fine, you can totally throw it away. And he was like, and don't get mad at your husband. He was like, uh, leverage it for another girl's trip or something. <laughs> and I called uh, my husband right after that. And I was like, your freaking knife was in my bag. And, and they I'm thought I was a terrorist. And they weren't going to let me through. And he was like, I've been looking for that knife everywhere <laughs> and, he, and he was like did they throw it away and i was like of yeah course. and he was like no and i was like that's not what we're worried about here i almost didn't go on the trip i need to leverage this for another girl's trip it didn't work it didn't work so we're <laughs> headed out of town today <laughs> we are we're actually going out of town again today we just got back we're going to austin to see our friend's uh, Amy Jo Martin and her sweet husband Richard for his birthday. Yes, and we have an episode with Amy Jo Martin um, a couple months ago that you should go listen to. She's one of our favorites. Also, she has an amazing podcast, oh, the Why, Why Not, Not Now, Now podcast with Amy Jo Martin. So we're going to a birthday party with them tonight. So excited. Yes. But on the trip, on the trip, we're going to get to the meat of this episode. <laughs> okay. I had read the the book The Alchemist. I know I did in high school. Um, did yeah. you? Well, was it familiar? Well, when you started reading, no. Okay. Well, because when we were talking about it, the name and the story sounded familiar. But then when I started reading it, it wasn't familiar. Right. I, I just couldn't remember it. Like I knew I had read it, but I just it was so long ago. I did not recall it. And um, it's I. I, it's just come up a lot lately in my life, and yours too, right? You've heard a it's lot of different people yeah. mention it. And just how powerful the book is. And so when we were in Oregon, we went to one of our favorite little bookstores, and um, I th it was on my list of one of the books that I had you know, wanted to buy. So I purchased The Alchemist and a couple other books. And on the plane, so if you can see here, it's not a huge book. Mm -mm. It's not huge. It's like 150 pages. Yeah. And so on the plane home, I literally read the entire book on a two and a half hour flight and part of, mm -hmm. so pro I probably read the book in like three or three and a half hours because I could not put it down. We had all these plans to watch Ted, Ted Lasso, Lasso on your iPad and all this stuff, but I was not a person. I was like, and then every time... She would read I something. I would read something. I would look at her and be like, with big oh old eyes. My gosh, this book. Yes. And so when I finished it, I passed it to her. I started it on the rest of the flight home and I finished it last night. Yes. And you loved it. Yes. Very much. 
I loved it. It's chocked full. It's like, in a way, it's kind of how we feel about a simpler way, except for, you know, non storytelling. Yeah. And it's, it's like a it's parable. It's because it's there's so much in each paragraph. I feel like I could pause and like chew on it for days. Well, and and we were talking about how it really is written like a parable. I don't I don't yeah. know. It just is. And so what we thought would be fun for this episode is because we have not talked to each other since she finished it because she finished it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are some really awesome discussion questions in the back of the book. So honestly, this would be a great book if you are thinking about doing some sort of book club or oh one and two with some friends. Or with us. Yeah, we're going to talk through it. Because um, in the back of the book, there are discussion questions like a reader's guide and a little interview with the author. Um, so it would be, it's a really easy way to do something like that. And also listen in with us if you want and tell your friends if you want to. Well, and so this is why we decided to go through some of the questions is because even if you've never read the book, these are really good questions about life. And we might make some references to the book, but it's majority like talking about life and and these perspectives on life and these are even the first question that we're going to talk about today about ego and kind of narcissism um is something that we've had a lot of discussion that's the thing this book we have been discussing discussing so many different things lately her and i had texted you last night i can't believe that this is like this big culmination of all the things we've been kind of simmering on and chewing for the past two years i mean well and on the on our trip to oregon we did this hike on the deschutes river trail and at first our discussion was about as silly as one it was about the hierarchy of the nickname angel Because I, I call things angies, angie babies, angels, angels and then and I've started saying angels in the outfield. Which is <laughs> the top of the hierarchy. Yeah, so we made a hierarchy that of the nickname <laughs> that if you call someone an angel in the outfield, it they is the highest rank. of compliments. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, and they're rare. You just call you just made angie babies sound like a diss. Yes, you're like, they're the lowest. Yeah. So anyways, the (laughs) the hike started out with something pretty ridiculous like that. But then we got into this really deep connection or like conversation about this soul of the world. And I'm not kidding. Like we we said actually we're I'm not kidding. That's the craziest part. And and you know what? I feel like you and I have talked about almost everything there is to talk about in the the world. And this felt like a new conversation. Like yeah, we a a new like it went a a step deeper than we really had ever considered in this conversation. Area. Well, and by the way, we hadn't bought the book yet. No, no we're no. on this hike. Yeah. We're talking about the soul of the world, our perspectives on it, totally our opinions, and not and we weren't even like saying things as fact. No, we, we were, were just talking, talking through, through ideas. Yeah. Anyways, this book is all about the soul of the world too. Quote soul of the world's used in here a lot that that quote and it's just very interesting because we were just saying it on the hike anyways it was that kind of experience if you ever had something like that felt very kismet and just strangely aligned so i wish so badly you could just read the prologue (laughs) i know the prologue's so good but maybe it's too long it's too for a podcast I think episode. it's too long. And also, I just want everyone to read the book. This is The Alchemist. 
Um, By Paolo Coelho. C-O-E-L-H-O. And he is very wise. He has a great introduction and prologue. And um, Or is it the introduction? I think it's the introduction that I'm talking about. Yeah, it's a little bit shorter. Maybe I could read a part of it because it's really special. Because um, he talks about, well, he talks about that everyone has a personal legend in the book. Meaning like your journey to your passion, to the thing that you are created for. And um, there are a lot of obstacles in the world that keep people off of pursuing their personal legends. And in the introduction, he talks about the four obstacles. So I won't read the paragraphs. I'll just tell you what the four obstacles are. How about that? That sounds good. So the first obstacle is that we are told from childhood onward that everything we want to do is impossible. So we kind of start out with the world against us on um, even considering what our personal legend could be because everything seems impossible and we should do something safe. Well, and I'm sure this would turn into a conversation later, but it's just funny that that's the first obstacle because in the book at one part, it talks about how the heart um, starts out really speaking the most clearly to children Yeah, because... Children are like closer, when we say they're closer Closer to to the the source. source. Yeah, so it's funny that immediately the world just starts discouraging you when it's the time when you can actually hear your personal legend, quote unquote, the most clearly. Right. We got to be careful with kids. And the second obstacle is love. We know what we want to do, but are afraid of hurting those around us by abandoning everything in order to pursue our dreams. Mm. Uh, we don't realize that love is just a further impetus, not something that will prevent us going forward. We do not realize that those who genuinely wish us well want us to be happy, happy and are prepared to accompany us on that journey. So sometimes we'll, we'll shrink ourselves for those around us, and, and, a, and it comes from a good place, mm-hmm. but... Really, love is someone going on that journey with you and supporting you Mm -hmm. through that journey, or being or being afraid that you might lose your something you're attached to or love because you're going to do this thing, right? Um, And then the third obstacle: fear of the defeats we will meet on the path. Uh, We who fight for our dreams suffer far more than when it doesn't work out because we cannot fall back on the old excuse: "Oh well, I didn't really want it anyway." So, yeah. Sometimes your fear stops you from doing it um, and, and when you act like you didn't really care about it, you know, which the merchant, the gla- the crystal merchant, that mm. part of the story was really powerful to me. You guys mm. got to read the book, honestly. And then I'm trying to find the last one. I, I know where I'm at, so let me find it. You want to say anything about the book while I'm looking for it? Well, even that part about um, fear of, you know, failure or getting hurt or something, it's it reminds me of when we talk about, like, the promise that um, David White kind of talks about, that we each have our own promise that we carry around with us, and that if you actually do care about something genuinely and pursue it, it will break your heart because there's only – that's the only way – of pursuing anything you care about. If you don't care about it, then it won't break your heart because you don't care. 
know what I mean? So there's like it's like a double edged sword kind of to really pursue the things that you care about because there is a risk of it hurting you. Of course. Because you care. There's not a risk. It will. Yeah. It will hurt it's like you. The Teddy Roosevelt being in the ring. Okay, the fourth and last obstacle is the fear of realizing the dream for which we fought all of our lives. So sometimes... That's an interesting thought. When you have dreamt about something for a long time and then you actually do it, you know? It's kind of like there's fear around realizing the thing you've always wanted. It's funny because it's like, isn't the goal to realize it? And then you're afraid, oh, God, what will happen if I yeah. actually do? Yeah. And I won't have the dreaming of it anymore. Right. Because it will have happened. Which is really interesting part of the story, too, actually. A really powerful part. Yeah. So just wanted to give you that little intro to, because I don't want to give away all of the story, because the actual question that we're going to talk about today is universal in the sense that it's something we've been talking about together um but it's a huge lesson in the book so again recommend you reading the alchemist but the first question i'm not going to read the because it's like a big question uh, and and it refers back to the book but the last part of it says do you think there may be an element of narcissism in the pursuit of one's personal legend and before before we get into it literally I think it was two or three Valentines um, ago when we went to a gal's. We did a gal Galentines with our friend Hannah mm-hmm. at um, the Tapas place. That's right. And <clears throat> we got into this deep conversation, and um, I, I mentioned, and then we got into the, the conversation about how, like, sometimes when I feel like I'm trying to do something that I'm like the per- I'm going to call it personal legend because that's it encompasses everything like when you're trying to pursue your personal legend you kind of feel like very egocentric in the sense cuz you know we talk about ego and soul where ego's all about what's best for me, f- like, and feeling secure financially and what's going to make me the most money or what's going to make me look the best or whatever. And soul is, like, when you're really aligned to something. But usually when you're trying to pursue something of significance, you have a little bit of ego to think you could do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, we were talking about this balance of staying humble but having confidence. having confidence to pursue your dreams and well and really and really believing in the personal legend in your dream um that it's valid and aligned with you and what you care about yeah because one of the one of my favorite parts of the alchemist is when the alchemist um they're on a journey and these these like army people because there's a war going on like stop them and they're like who are you what do you do and the alchemist really says how powerful he is Mm -hmm. like all the things he can do and laughs and the guys start laughing and let him through because (laughs) they and and uh the boy is like why Why? did you why did you 
say, say what you really do that's that could have put us in danger and he was like the one of the best things about pursuing your personal legend is that most of the time people don't believe you yeah they laugh it off they laugh off, laugh off your power and to me like i have goosebumps because i feel like <clears throat> when you know what you want to do and when you feel strongly about it people are going to a lot of people are going to laugh it off they're not going to think it's serious they're going to question you they're gonna make it feel ridiculous and or not to interrupt because don't lose your train of thought okay or they'll start to make you feel um so what you were saying is they'll kind of make you feel like it's silly or that uh, that couldn't happen but also you'll start to feel a sort of imposter syndrome where it's like, oh, wait, maybe I am being too prideful. Well, but that's what I'm saying is that those reactions could either make you feel that way, imposter syndrome, and make you feel like you're too prideful and egotistical or something, or you can realize that they're not going to get it. Yeah. They're not going to get it. Because the alchemist, he starts laughing before they do. And then they start laughing because he knows they would never believe it. And it's okay with him. Yes. And so I think, but but there's ego in that. There's ego in that. Do you know what I mean? To to think you would never understand my my power. You You would never understand what I'm actually capable of. So I'll laugh it off with you. You know, there's there's a certain amount of confidence you have to have in yourself and your abilities to proceed forward into your personal legend, which we're just using that. It's not my favorite phrase, actually, but it encompasses everything, Mm. I think. Um, But when you're pursuing that, you have to have a certain amount of confidence um, because regardless of what other people think, you have to do it. And you have to f- kind of fight against the the people who are going to think it's silly. When I was going to say, and impossible. It's, it's not going to be an easy road. So no. if you have no confidence in it, or if you don't have that, you know, I'm also like I'm thinking through it, even as you're talking, what the difference is between how much ego that is, or if whenever ego is aligned with some sort of soul's purpose, is it actually ego? I'm not sure, um, but it's not it's not going to be an easy road. So you have to have some sort of anchor in yourself, which sounds strange, but be- because you're believing in that in that goal and that purpose. Well, anchor in yourself and also in the world and God that the things are conspiring for you. You, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's so many like there's so many parts in the journey, um, even in the book where the alchemist or, or not the alchemist, sorry, the boy, he's in a situation where he feels like he's stuck and not pursuing his personal legend. Like it's like a stop on the road, but really that's something that he's learning from to get him to the next place. And I just, I think there's so many times where we feel like, um, we're in a spot that doesn't fulfill us like we feel like this isn't towards my personal legend this isn't but then I think about 
what my dad's podcast episode with us was Mm -hmm. about just you have to bloom where you're planted because where you're planted, there's going to be things there you need for the journey. You know what I mean? Like you you have to take it all in. You have to be where you are fully because you're there for Mm -hmm. a reason before you move on. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And um, I also think about um, just speaking of Amy Jo Martin, she says a lot on her podcast about like you have to invest. The smartest investment is to invest in yourself, which sounds kind of egotistical. Yes. But it's it's also like if if you don't believe in yourself, why would anyone else? You know, right. and. Yeah, I guess I guess that's all. Well, well, and so just to go back to the original question, do you think there may be an element of narcissism in the pursuit of one's personal legend? Um, I I think yes. I I think that there is some. Um, I I mean I remember. I asked my dad because my grandfather had owned his own grocery stores like he he bought a grocery store started a grocery store um after world war ii and then it became he had a few of them and he was had like a third grade education you know what i mean he he wasn't he he came from nothing super dirt poor and for him to think (laughs) he could do that i mean and i do think he pursued his personal legend because what his what his legacy was and everything that he accomplished there, I think was fulfilled that for him. But to have the ego, I'm putting that in quotes, to have the, because it, it, it's, it's this, it's the self-confidence and it's this narcissism to think I, Hey, I can make this work. I can do this. But the, here's the thing that's, um, kind of shifty for me. And it's a slight, it's a really slight change in what you're saying, in what we're saying, is that it's almost like when it's a personal legend and it's so aligned to something bigger, it's like something bigger than you. And it's something that, and this is where like faith and spirituality, you know, wh- where does that actual calling, quote unquote, even come from? It's like you're pursuing something that you didn't create yourself. Yeah. It's like something that was given to you almost like a gift or like a treasure. And you you are almost called bound for that thing as if it's bigger than you. And you're a part of this soul of the world kind of that you're just a little part of it. But it's your job and your calling to do that part to be a part And so even though it is like I really believe in myself to do this thing, it's also like it came from something else outside outside of of me me, and I'm doing it for something outside of me and for something bigger and connected to everyone else. And that's where I think it could be a slight change out of narcissism. That it's not even your... It's not even your simple wish. It was one that was given to you. Correct. And that you're not pursuing it for your own fulfillment. Partially, yes, but so that you are continuing to be your part in this greater connected thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. But I I think because of the obstacles in the way, 
so many times you have to say to yourself and even others, um, I've got to do my, like, I believe in my thing that I'm supposed to do. You know, like in the story when he leaves Fatima, Mm -hmm. which she's supportive of, but I'm just saying, like, for him to be like, and he struggles with that, for him to be like, my personal legend is more important than staying here in this life with you. Like, I'm just saying there's elements where along the journey you are choosing it and yourself over other things, and that feels self-righteous and narcissistic. But I see what you're saying that mm-hmm. overall it's a where you can where you can make the switch in your head is that it's the part you're playing in the bigger like cycle of the world mm-hmm. that it was given to you from something outside of yourself. Well, and if if love or whatever was an obstacle could be an obstacle if you stay if he would have stayed with her and not been narcissistic then he wouldn't have achieved his personal legend yeah but also that that she wanted him to do that and well but there's people who don't want you to right but then and make you small mm-hmm. because they have fear right and but there's a lot of but there's people who do that who lo- truly love you but they are fearful Right. And so they make your they make you smaller to not pursue your personal legend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I think whenever it's and I think you're saying the same thing. It's just that personal confidence. I think it can there has to be like a really aligned something inside of you so that it doesn't turn into overly narcissistic and your ego does take over because then I don't think you would be your own uh, obstacle, you know. But you do have to have that amount so that you push through. Yeah, I think think that that is the fine line. Whenever we talk about maybe having the ego and narcissism, it's like you need enough for along the journey to tell others (laughs) or... Not even tell others, but give yourself confidence and understanding to push through when others are questioning you. But it's also, it's too much whenever you start to get in your own way about it and you lose sight of the actual, you know what I mean? And there's another, there's another part in there, which I know we don't want to talk about the whole book, but it's the part that we said was one of our favorite parts about whenever he's going through the castle with the uh, oil, yeah. the drops of oil. He's not. It's a, a story that the king tells him. Yeah. And he, the king, te- well, I, now I'm not remembering Okay, who, so what the parable was. So there's a parable in the story that this man tells the boy before he goes on his journey to find his personal legend. And he says that there was this young man who really wanted to see this person who was considered the wisest man in the world. And so he finally gets an audience to go see this wise man. And when he gets there, it's like at this beautiful castle and it's filled with people. And the wise man is being pulled 
um, and left and right to talk to everyone, but he yeah. finally gets to the young man. And the young man is so excited, and, and the wise man tells him, hey, before we talk, I really want you to go and explore the castle and explore the grounds because you'll never be in a place like this again. It's so incredible. And then he gives him a spoon and puts three drops of this precious oil in it. Mm -hmm. And he says, just carry this with you and make sure you don't lose any of it while you explore. And so the young man (coughs) goes and spends hours um, exploring, but he's, he's really making sure not to drop the oil. And so he's being very, very careful. He comes back and the wise men was like, what did you think of the tapestries? What did you yeah. think of the gardens and the grounds? <laughs> and the little boy or the young man was like, I didn't, didn't see any of it, but I, I have your oil here. And he said, oh, well, you have to see the whole thing. Like you've got, yeah. he's like, so go back and I want you to look at everything this time. Yeah. And so the little, the not little boy, the young man goes looks at all the beautiful stuff, comes back, and he's like, I loved the art in this room. I loved this, this, and this. And the wise man says, where's my oil? And the young man was like, oh, my God, it it must have spilled. And the wise man says, in life, you have to be where you are and focus on your personal legend. And I think this is the – it's like the fine line. Yeah. Because – you cannot be so focused on your precious oil, quote unquote, which would we would consider that inner calling, yes, that personal legend, yes, that you miss everything else that's around you, that you fr- you miss the journey, that you cast everything else aside, that no one can enter into your um, because it's useless then, yeah, but also you can't just lose it because you're you know just so fragile out in the world and you're you're everything takes your attention too yeah well because this is and this is another episode that we have in the podcast about Mm -hmm. this idea that where will you you'll be somewhere in five years but you have to live intentionally right like if you actually if there's a goal you're trying to meet if you're trying to get somewhere it's a day-by-day decision to get there and you have to make very intentional steps towards what you really want but days go by mm-hmm. and you're watching tv you're going out to drinks with friends you're doing all this stuff and you're not taking those steps you're not being intentional well then you will not ultimately get there you can talk about it as much as you want but you will not ultimately get there and i feel like it's the same thing it's mm-hmm. like the world can totally make you lazy and inconsistent and distracted but if you have purpose and you have a goal which is that that precious oil Mm -hmm. there is a balance Mm -hmm. of intentionality and being fully present yes right because it's important to like he says soak up the journey because it's going to be those things if you bloom where you're planted like you're going to take those along and it's going to help you Mm -hmm. further in the journey but mm-hmm. you have got to remain intentional towards your true focus. Yeah. And that is really oh. hard practice. And another, like, along with that, too, is that it's really hard for us to understand that. And we even talked about this floating the river when you were like, just let the river take you, Yale. <laughs> because there's also this fine line between this calling that we all have and this quote unquote 
destination journey. or journey, but that we also, it's not something so outside of ourselves that we don't have a cause and effect to what we do matters and what we choose. And you know that you're talking about this future. I have a question. What? I don't want to confuse the conversation, but I have a question. Does it have to do with what I was saying? Yeah. Okay. Because do you think... Oh, boy. I, I thought about this when I read the book. I don't know if you did. But in a simpler way, when it's like, you can never miss your window of opportunity. You can play. You should explore. You should be... It, like, don't take it so seriously, right? And then in the book, it's like so many people miss their personal legends because of these obstacles that they stop short of. What is the balance of play and never missing a window of opportunity? I think it's the oil. The oil and the the looking around and seeing everything. I think that's the balance. Like, like keeping your intention in your heart. Yes, it's like in simpler way when it says clear but curious. Ooh, okay, I like that. Clear on what you're going for. Your direction. But curious and not so like, oh, I'm going to miss it here if I don't do this, if I don't do that. Right. Because, you know, just as when they were going through the desert on their journey, you know, he was like, we came up to this huge um, area where it was all rocky and we had to take a huge detour. But as soon as we went around the detour, we were right back on our path. Yeah. And it's almost like those detours and those obstacles you have to overcome you don't lose where you're going, your direction. You just don't know the path and the journey, and nor would we want to know the whole path and journey, you know, or we talk ourselves out of it probably. So mm. I think the work is to work on finding what is your, uh, what's pulling you, what's your longing, what's your, your call, your purpose, your in precious this. oil. Yes. And then how do you remain present enough to enjoy the journey and soak everything up that you were talking about, about blooming where you're planted and enjoying the moment and being intentional on in every day so that they both go together. Yeah. And, and that really does feel like, um, a river to me, you know, we decide to jump in. It's pulling you in a certain direction, but each ride that people take is different. You don't know yeah. what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to show up. You don't know who is going to be next to you along the way. But you know sort of what you're going for. Yeah. This con this conversation <laughs> could go forever well and y'all we'd like to hear feedback because there are 16 discussion questions at the back of this book yeah. and we just talked about one of them about if narcissism is an element of pursuing your personal legend they're but they're really great questions I and know. we kind of want to go through all of them but if y'all are like 16 no! episodes <laughs> no um or send us a message on which question if you do get the book Get the um, ones that say plus insights, interviews, and more. It's like yeah. a little purple square at the bottom. But guys, get The Alchemist. It's an easy read, and it's it's very it's enthralling. Chocolate. Like, when I say I couldn't put it down, and I told you I read it so fast, and Haley, too, it's because 
it was a page turner. Like you're because he's going on this journey, you're like, wait, what's what's going to happen? happen? What's going to happen to him? What's going to happen next? But just as she said, it's like a parable. So it's something that I feel like we're going to be reading for the rest of our lives. Oh, yeah. Like just get learning more and more and more. I mean, obviously, we just tried to talk about the book without talking about all the parts. And it was hard because each part was so significant and metaphorical and symbolic to the really important stuff we're talking about in our lives. Yeah, because I think something that the author does that's incredible is when he's talking about the personal legend, he, in the story, because it is more parable-like, it's very literal, right? So it's like that this person's going after an actual physical treasure, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like the journey is very literal and it's metaphorical to life's journey and your personal legend to a different kind of treasure you know what I'm saying but it's it's just very special book and we loved it and we hope you enjoyed the conversation around um around it if you read it it's gonna Mm -hmm. help you even understand the next we won't maybe do 16 episodes but we're gonna do a few because we love the questions yeah so if you do get it and you're really antsy about one or two of the questions send those to us and we can prioritize them yeah 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 yeah. um oh but riveting i I, i'm really excited about this book like i love it and i think it's so important yeah but we have to do our pledge oh because we forgot the last two episodes we almost spilled our oil (laughs) We did the last two episodes. Know. When we, we do interviews, we get we get sidetracked. But let's put our hands over our hearts, Yelly. I, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America. And rarely in public is where we stand. One friendship under God, indivisible, live purdy. And just us for all. Today it was just us for all of you to hear it. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you don't know what your personal legend is, if you don't know what your precious oil is, that's normal. That's totally normal. (laughs) And also, it's something to really take time in your life to think about and align with because when you step into and understand what it is, it's the most important journey you will go on and kind of once you do start to know and become intentional you can't um you can't just go back to not caring about and just floating through life with all of the things that are fleeting and I know that that kind of comes with the responsibility but it's ignorance isn't uh well how about this if ignorance ignorance is is bliss, bliss then knowing is joy okay (laughs) i'll take that that's really good but it's a it's the whole thing about what we talk about doing your work aligning with who you really are and that's kind of like knowing that real true desire that was put inside of you and aligning to it and that's what we're doing on this podcast and we're we're trying to become more of who we are together and find that path and And we hope that this conversation, like Young Pueblo says in his poem, that it it makes things clear. It realigns you after a conversation with a dear friend because um, it'll make you.
make you go out into the world with clarity and strength to move forward. And we hope that's what this episode did for you today. So go out there and live party. Live party out there. Which means align into yourself and your your precious oil with dignity.